The holiday season is here, and with Christmas and the new year just around the corner, it's time for a gastronomic chat with a co-founder and president of Buffalo's Wings and Things, Romel Nam. Love what you brew, here on Brew Awakening. Good morning, Brewsters. I'm Mix Bustos with another perfect kickstart to the holiday work week. This is Brew Awakening. The food and restaurant industry has undergone drastic changes due to the pandemic, but that hasn't stopped, stopped us from enjoying the food we love, especially the upcoming Noche Buena Feast. And joining us for a gastronomic chat on food and beyond is Buffalo's Wings and Things president and resto coach founder Romel Nang and Coach Romel. Merry Christmas! Welcome to Brood Awakening. Merry Christmas and uh, salamat for having me. Thanks for having me sa Brood Awakening. Koshomel, mm. good morning, and uh, I hope nakapagkape na kayo. And uh, currently, I'm having my 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 coffee, kickstart coffee. Maraming salamat. <laughs> Alright, Koshomel, I just want to ask, of course, uh, I'm sure you got this question lots of many times already when it comes to handling your business and when it comes to Buffalo Springs and things and how you have been recovering because of this pandemic. Pero ngayon, I want to ask something differently. Kamusta na ngayon? Do you think that you are hitting your targets? Do you think that you are where you want to be, especially during this time? Well, you know, given what has happened for 2020, especially, you know, I always think about April, eh, uh, not even March. March talagang ano yun, eh. We were uh, closed down. So we re started reopening April. So I always go back to that day so that uh, the general outlook would be that of gratefulness and uh, being thankful for where we are right now. So, of course, it's not yet pre-COVID uh, levels. No? Like, if you compare comparable sales, a restaurant kasi it's always comparable sales versus last year, same period. So, I would say some of our stores would be around 80, uh, the highest would be 80, 85% of what it was last December. Primarily because of just the, ano, the limitations on dine-in capacity as uh, mandated by the IATF for physical distancing. But uh, to your question, yes, we're, of course, we're grateful where we are, where we are right now. And uh, it's been a great improvement from uh, maybe just about three months ago, particularly August. You know? So that's uh, something that would be, you know, as I mean, it, we're really grateful where we are right now. And people are starting to uh, not just dine in, continuing to order for delivery and uh, getting carryouts. Mm. You mentioned, Coach Romel, that uh, this is uh, 80 to 85% compared to what it was last mm. year. Paano naka-adjust? Paano naka-bounce back kaagad? Especially na nagbago nga, hindi pa naman pwede masyado yung mga dine-in, but delivery has been a big factor. 
Yes, yes indeed, no. Uh, siguro mas uh, mas accurate yung ano, no. It's just been a slow and uh ikanga evolution. Uh yun yung proper term siguro describing our uh, experience from April as I mentioned earlier. Ngayon lang December and November December particularly na talagang ano, bumabawi. Uh, it has been a uh, series of adjustments and evolution. Like, uh, first, the menu, you have, you have to adjust and you have to make sure that uh, operations and uh, allocation and use of resources are optimized. That's, I think, key. Because uh, during a crisis like this, you have to make sure na walang wastages. You know? Lahat ng resources mo uh, is very uh, optimized. So, to your question, it's delivery. Uh, it's been a parang a... Uh, a series of uh, events like delivery started uh, accelerating uh, when we closed down for dining and that carried over even after we slowly reopened the uh, dining nag carry over naman you know, in delivery migration so as I was mentioning earlier in our conversation backstage a lot of it is about the i don't know your the quality or or the type of food that you're serving uh, like in our case it's fried chicken flavored fried chicken wings boneless chicken so it's relatively it's uh it holds better in terms of quality when you do it for delivery. I think the second uh, the second part of the equation also is yung ano no yung uh, yung speed. No? It's uh, easy to cook, mobilist for delivery production time because you also have to make sure that the aggregators, the riders would prefer your brand. No? And speaking of brand, that's also one thing that we found out over the months of uh, the pandemic. People would tend to go to brands that they know. Because it's hard to, although they will try new brands, but you know they always go back to dependable brands, brands that they know they have experienced before the pandemic. Because it's really hard for them to risk, to take a risk, no, uh, to spend money on something that is uh, of risk. And then lastly is uh, value. You know, I think that that's the main factor. No, if you're able to communicate and actually deliver on value, then you'll be able to survive and recover and grow again. Actually, Coach Romel, jumping uh, to my next question, because there are a lot of options. I mean, let's face it, diba? I mean, everybody migrated yeah. to online, everybody migrated to delivery, and you also have independent uh, independent entrepreneurs who are making up their own, etc. But what made, at least from your category, what made Buffalo's Wings and Things stand out? You mentioned nga, the value, etc. But how did you work on that, and how... I'm sure there was a lot of work also from your end for your customers to go back to you, to order again from you guys. Well, number one, let me just know, reiterate your great point about hyper-competition. Well, that's the main difference right now for those entrepreneurs who are listening, resto negociantes, those in the food industry, you know, whether you're a startup, you're independent. You have to, you have to realize that you know, hyper-competition was, you know, Parang ano eh, uh, I would I, I I won't be able to describe it as hyper competition anymore, super hyper competition or me mega. Now imagine before no some wall, you would have like a hundred hundreds of tenants, fellow restaurant owners competing against each other, right? So meron pang limitation of you know the restaurant is not this co particular comp competitor is not in that same mall, so you'd have an advantage. But imagine when you open your app now, no delivery app, that's literally thousands of restaurants. And it would, you know, it's as easy as, you know, just uh, uh, clicking or, you know, switching your screen, uh, you know, pushing a button uh, to, to access 
thousands of restaurants. So it's like, you know, the phone is now parang a mall, a super mall which has thousands of merchants. So it's, you know, to your point earlier, sinasabi nga natin, it's very important for you to stand out and be differentiated. So that's where one of the most fundamental uh, concept for restaurant owners comes in, no? your signature dish. So if, you're, if your restaurant has a signature dish or a signature flavor, in our case, signature experience to reinforce that, and then you have a sturdy business model that would translate to profitability, I think those are the three key points that uh, will make your restaurant sustain and then grow again, uh, even during the pandemic. How did you give importance to safety protocols? Yeah, no, uh, good that you mentioned it because I, I, I didn't mention it anymore because it's already a given. At this point in yeah. time, if you don't have the safety protocols, you'll be closed down. But that's actually one of the more important factors for, for customers. No, uh, we, we have done surveys in collaboration with our partner, you know, online surveys, Tangere, um, and then, you know, it, it consistently came out that the number one consideration, uh, especially during the early days of the pandemic, was safety. That's why we even came out with uh, campaigns like Sealed for Safety. We always reiterate on our social media pages that uh, the steps that we have been taking to ensure that uh, food safety is uh, in the restaurants, and uh, I would agree with a lot of people who have been saying that for restu the restaurant industry, particularly those who are in the mainstream, it wasn't really hard for us because uh, restaurants kasi ano yan eh, very already uh, in place na yung mga food safety standards even before the pandemic. So it's just a matter of adding the new elements that are COVID-related uh, when the pandemic came. Well, I mentioned it. I Well, I didn't really mention it at first. I know that it's a given, sir. And uh, but at the same time, I was also thinking, should I still ask this? But you know, in this time that everybody is still going out, everybody's going out now, everybody's kind of gathering now. And sometimes I can't, um, maybe lack of a better term, but people are maybe somehow no, I, I don't want to judge it, pero parang baka maging complacent kasi, diba? but at the same time, maybe we just have to go back and keep on reminding that you know, we still have to be safe, we still have to observe these protocols and uh, maybe i uh, just going into that uh coach Romel, i just want to ask on maybe on the behavior lately you mentioned backstage earlier that november december has been a good time these not just for delivery but also when malls are coming back what have you been observing some of our customers so far well you know i would describe it as i don't know a big improvement from where we were like maybe march april may particularly you know july where you know it necessitated uh, necessitated the uh, mecq that the government had to really step in and reinforce the i don't know the mecq because of the numbers and you know uh with with uh, what's happening now I would say the improvement is on the individual responsibility and accountability. Filipinos has really, you know, we have really improved in terms of wearing the mask, wearing the face shield. And I'm talking about, you know, when you say public places near our restaurants, because I've been, been going out on the street, you know, and I cannot, I cannot speak for situations like that. But when you talk about uh, restaurants and malls, uh, to the credit of the uh, the mall operators and the restaurant owners, and it's not uh, no, no, because I'm from the industry, but a lot of a lot of us uh, took really you know took it seriously 
our individual and collective accountability to ensure that safety protocols are are implemented. Uh, in fact, uh, the pandemic saw the birth of a restaurant organization, Resto PH, no, where you know it really helps that members are there and people are being called out, being respectfully held accountable. Uh, you know, a, a lot of us are visiting fellow restaurant uh, owners' uh, places, so we can, of course, give feedback. Parang ano siya, naging community, helping each other. So, and we can only speak for the restaurant industry, but I think in the restaurant industry, there's been a big improvement in terms of uh, making sure that protocols are implemented. And we actually encourage our members to to call each other out. Pag mayroong mga lapses. That's very important, you know, your feedback. Feedback mechanism because, you know, you cannot depend on uh, discipline alone. It needs to have feedback mechanism for us to be able to, as owners, make sure that, uh, you know, the safety protocols are implemented. It's the most important aspect, actually. Because without the safety protocols, hindi tayo aabot sa gantong level ng, ng, ano yun, no? ng uh, recovery that we are experiencing now. Because as soon as the numbers shoot up, of course, the government will react. So we, we know our responsibility also. We encourage our customers as well. Now, we encourage our customers now politely and with courtesy uh, to follow the IATF protocols. Has that been a sensitive issue? You know, I call a coach when I go out or sometimes when, you know, we're just out of the house sometimes for necessities. Iba-iba yung behavior eh. Right? Iba-iba yung behavior ng mga tao. And sometimes when you say or when you respectfully or when you give courtesy, do you get mixed reactions? Yes, yes. From your uh, customers? Just, yes, not just in the restaurants, though, even inside the mall. And that's, I think, uh, that's what I was mentioning earlier. No? The behavior has really matured or improved uh, over the months. And right now, medyo tamaka. we need to be careful because the complacency is setting in. Sometimes people call it fatigue. No, there's no excuse. No, and you have to call out people politely. No, and I do that. No, respectfully. Uh, like in the malls, you, you you can you know if you're really uh parang ka to call out somebody directly, you can call on the guards and tell the guards to call the attention of the person. Because again, no, it's about individual and collective accountability. Hindi pwedeng ano eh, no? It's frustrating if you see like even. Even where I live or even where you go out, tama, di ba? You, have to, you have to give feedback. And you have to call out people. Because it's, you know, safety ng lahat yung nakasalalay. Eh. One mistake can, you know, and again, the, the transmission is pretty simple. It enters your mouth, it enters your eyes. So if you don't have face shield, if you don't have face mask, you're being irresponsible. No, yun naman ang mensahe. And, and I think in the restaurant, people are already used to the behavior. Eh. That's why... We do, you know, it's ano, now that you mention it, ang pinaka-importante also is to limit yung dining time. Eh. Because when people are eating, that's the time they don't have any mask. They don't have any face shields. So yung mga staff then they're trained not to engage people too much. No? To stay a safe distance when conversing, to modulate their voices para beyond the mask, maririnig sila. Kasi pag mahina boses mo, lalapit ka eh. Di ba? Natural tendency ng tao yan. So... Those are the training needs that were, I don't know, smiling, no? Smiling is, <laughs> I mean, you know, people can now, are now, you know, discerning enough to to feel. Doon makikita yung sensitivities talaga ng, ano, eh, ng uh, human being. But that they can sense the smile beyond, you know, inside the mask. Yes. And the warmth, no? The warmth, no? 
And yung magagaling na tao, speaking of people who are actually tailor fit for the industry, doon mo makikita. It's like the Japanese example, if I may just tell you a story. No? Dati yun isa sa mga advocacy yan, kaya pinanganak din yung Diresto Coach. Eh. A lot of people has been saying this, no, and it's controversial. No, people, Filipinos are known for their hospitality. No, Filipinos are great in service and hospitality. So there's, you know, there was a time I contradicted that and challenged the mindset. Sabi ko, no. No, magaling tayo magsalita. No, we need to talk to convey warmth and hospitality. No, gone are the days that our smile can carry it up. Sabi ko, you go to Japan, no, and you will, yun yung magaling na service because it's really mindful, mindfulness without talking. No, it's about anticipating the service and about giving warmth without even with the ano no with the with the gap in ano no language barrier so that's the challenge for us filipinos now kasi tayo dinadaan natin sa if you notice no dinadaan natin sa daldal before prior to covid so now the challenge for us is to convey that warmth and hospitality with given that we are wearing masks we are wearing you know face shields and we cannot speak too much yeah, walking the talk and doing it by action. Yes, uh -huh. doing it by action. And, oh. and at the same time, you know, the smile, even though we have our masks on, you can see it in the eyes, eh? If you smile, they will feel it in the eyes also. Okay, Coach Mel, I just want to ask also um, that you, before jumping to that, uh, to your advocacy being a resto coach, I just want to ask first, backstage, you were telling me earlier, yung profiles ng mga branches. If you don't mind me asking, how many branches in total do you have and how does that differ in terms of your adjustment in strategy depending on yun nagbago na kayong profiles marami mga nagbago na profiles yung mga branches yeah we used to uh our, our we're operating i don't know we're blessed to be operating 44 stores now uh prior to covid we had 54 at the end of december 2019 actually january february we were, we were operating 54 uh, and then, um, nag, nagkaroon ng pandemic, we closed down every, you know, as per IATF instructions and government regulations, we closed down the branches. Uh, it was delivery and dine-in. No, April naman, no, nag-delivery and dine-in. So, um, to yung profile namin prior to COVID was mostly nasa malls kami. So, ika nga, kudos din, no? And, and uh, maraming pasasalamat ng mga restaurant owners to the mall operators because they adjusted the rent. No, otherwise, wala eh. Mas mauubos talaga kami. No? So they adjusted the rent during the pandemic and up to December 31 no, uh, of this year. And I think even next year, merong January to March, meron pa concession, but it's not as much anymore. No, So because, uh, and then I, as I told you earlier, the market shifted. No, because A lot of people were working from home. So in profile ng mga locations, because your parameters for business development, and franchising and expansion prior to COVID was where you know where the food traffic is and we're primarily a casual dining restaurant. Eh. So we, you know, for the brand, it's good for us to be in the malls for brand awareness. Although we're an 11 year old brand, uh, actually your brand awareness namin still needs to be enhanced. No, so we went for the malls. But right now with the pandemic, we're opening uh, different business models. We have the, uh, we have actually two in construction right now: delivery and carry out stores, walang dine in. So you have to also adjust to the needs of the market. So that gives us that opportunity now to expand despite the impact of the pandemic. So you complement the mall stores with uh, delivery and carry out stores dun sa mga underserved areas. 
particularly maraming naging business ngayon sa residential no given the work from home uh, adjustment and then you also have to to ano no review your delivery data uh diligently because you can get the you know a sense of where the gaps are where you can serve the market better because right now convenience and accessibility are two of the key factors people are not you know th people think a lot before going out there think about it a lot before they decide to go out so you have to be offering your convenience delivery aggregators have been a great help and uh, a lot of conversations have been uh, is being done up to now up, uh, on how the delivery aggregators can help the restaurant industry better maybe with better delivery commission fees better service diba you have to understand now it's not just the restaurants eh? particularly for delivery merong last mile eh? may interaction with the delivery rider and the deli delivery rider was the one to to give the uh, food to the customer so all in all it's about collaboration and synergies uh so you have to if you're planning to open a restaurant or expand your restaurant you have to consider that a more balanced mix of your restaurant profile a combination of mall stores oh and then freestanding and then also delivery carry out so three models at the very least now in our particular case what saved us also and uh help us sustain it's our business model that's you know we're a casual dining restaurant but we're barely ano, no, 60 square meters Malit yung aming restaurant eh. and that's of course that impacts your rent your overhead labor and our menu is simple it's you know flavored fried chicken wings boneless chicken cuts tossed in 19 flavors so it's pretty simple and straightforward and the turnovers are actually faster because the cooking time is faster and the menu is compact so the kitchen is smaller so about three or four years ago that was our model already so kaya yung mga mall stores namin hindi ganong tinamaan particularly in metro manila because the prov the provincial stores that we closed down the main reason is walang delivery in areas that delivery is not yet that mature so wala pang pag na-close yung dine-in pag limited yung capacity ng dine-in mababa yung benta so yun so i think it's a uh, evolution of the business model adjustments within the menu so that would it, that would impact the op the optimization of your space optimization of manpower all right so coach Shumel, i've been calling you coach Shumel because this is your advocacy being the rest of coach how did that start well that's uh i know you know a, a parang a uh, long-standing vision of mine originally it was just a book so i was thinking i'm blessed to be and fortunate to be uh part of that generation of filipino restaurant employees no i started as a service crew in 1992 in jollibee foods corporation no? So my journey has been from a service crew to a restaurant owner. Uh, and I think that's that's a something of a blessing that I need to translate into a purpose so that I can pay it forward no, sa mga tao sa industriya. Kasi my life really changed no, with the restaurant industry in the food industry. And I want to share that blessing to others. So the, the, the initial idea was a book. But you know, as I conversed with people you know, and shared my vision about it, a lot of people also... You know got interested and of course gave inputs and some of them even became my partners when we formally set up the resto coach as a corporation uh si michelle gose si bianca lagdameo si zark no of zarks no si wine pineda no yan yung mga partners ko sa 
sa the rest of us. They shared the vision. These people were technically volunteers and they said, why not take, take advantage of social media and the platform to, to convey and uh, magnify the message. No? Actually, ang tinapos ko ng college is not really HRM. No? I'm a journalism graduate. So, medyo, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Hindi, hindi, na, dahil nag-service crew ako, doon ako na ano eh, parang uh, eto, trivia lang. No? It's a very interesting trivia, which a story I tell. My, my lolo was actually a first-generation migrant from China. Uh, yung tipong tumakas sa barko, sumakay, pinatakas sila, you know, tatlo sila magkakapatid na lalaki, they, you know, they left their family in China. And the skill of my lolo, my, my other lolo, the brother of my lolo was a watchmaker or watch repairman. Meron siyang shop, nagtayo siya ng shop sa Manila. No? Imagine, they don't even speak the language. They, you know, they just had a few, you know, maybe, kung ano man yung money ng China at that time, no? Uh, and then the other one was a woodworks, uh, parang ano siya eh, parang gumagawa ng mga uh, woodcraft. No? So my lolo was a cook. So he opened a noodle house, a small noodle house on the side of the street, which eventually became a big restaurant in, in Valenzuela City, in front of the San Miguel Brewery. So doon nagsimula, and I literally stay on top of that restaurant. So lumaki ako sa ibabaw ng restaurant. So alam mo yan, it's a 24-hour pansiteria. No? So siguro yun yung narikindle when I became a service crew. And you know, I didn't shift my you know, courses anymore. Sabi ko, communications naman is a general uh, ano, no, uh, practice that I can apply. So And then I proceeded to become a manager in Jollibee. Then I also worked in Outback Steakhouse. No? And then yun siya sabi ko, no? I, was, I was trained abroad. So the technology was transferred to us. Imagine for free, you were able to transfer uh, train abroad. So yun yung obligation ko, I think. I also worked for Shakey's, Shakey's Pizza. So I felt that my decades of experience dapat i-translate ko into something of a library that younger people can see. And instead of just, you know, criticizing the people who open restaurants and being, you know, parang righteous, I felt that, you know, it's better if you teach your coach you share free information because a lot of people don't really want to ask questions. Nahihiya yan eh. And na, na, nangihina yan ako dun sa trial and error. They open a restaurant and then they close down after a year or after two years. So they, they provide them that, 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 uh, no, no, that, that what you have, what I have uh, in terms of decades of experience. And then I collaborate with other experienced restaurateurs as guests in my show every Tuesday. Yung coach and share. Then we provide information. Para hindi na, I know, learn from other people's experiences, not just your own. Because if you learn from your own, matagal eh. And of course, younger people now, they want to be entrepreneurs right away. So there's no harm in getting free information about the industry. Okay. So yun yung basic ano niya, premise. What are the uh, common, what are the uh, common concerns, questions na na-encounter ninyo? And how do you encourage other people to get back maybe I, i'm sure ang mga, ang mga tanong problema or ang mga tanong eh, something that's solving problems what are those and how do you address that well it, it varies no uh, situations are different because there are people who would ask us most of them are startups no? about to start a business which is actually the perfect timing to ask questions and to to practice due diligence kasi pang nag-start ka na Nag-commit ka na eh, no? You committed to the brand name already. You committed to a location. Most pro- of course, may location na yan. So, 
the the uh, that's the first advice no that i give before you start the business it's actually that's the part where you have to be diligent enough and i would say no without of course offending anyone responsible and accountable enough not to enter the industry without the proper preparation diba yun yung mensahe ng resto coach eh. do not go into the industry unprepared because you don't operate in a vacuum meaning if you open a restaurant number one, you will get employees no so if you don't train them that will already have an impact on their lives not their career because you put them in front of the customers without proper training diba so may impact na eh hindi siya ano eh kaya ang ganda nung title ng project eh project ripple nakikita ko diyan on the side of our screen diba that's sorry that's that's true for the restaurant industry if you remember about five or six years ago there was a really a a surge of restaurants opening no and you know different forms food parks no independence and dami no and now it's still happening with uh, online businesses ang sinasabi ko lang you have to enter the industry prepared so kasi lahat ng to your question lahat ng mga problema na lumalabas is because of the lack of preparation no the basic framework and what was good about what we teach is that ano it's not it's not hard to or difficult to to comprehend we, you know, it, we, we simplify it using frameworks. For example, yung trifecta kanina, di ba, sabi ko, di ba, signature dish, signature experience, and sturdy yung, yung, yung tamang appropriate business model. Because without those three, no, hindi tatagal yung restaurant eh. Uh, if you notice, if you parang uh, at the back of your mind, you, you think of brands, di ba, yun yung tatlong meron sila eh. Those that are able to expand, those that are able to scale their businesses, Diba? And you know, inside of those, of course, is you, when you say signature dish, kasama dun yung quality, eh. setting your high standards. Because Filipinos, ano yan, very mature. I always say, even in global conferences that I attend, that you know, you want to understand where the restaurant industry is going. One of the Philippines, uh, one of the countries you have to visit is the Philippines, because masyadong magaling ang customer dito. They're very exposed, no? Just type from traveling. That you still have to travel. No, dito. Ang galing. And our flavor, uh, understanding of flavors is complex. No? So, you know, let me expand that. Not just the Philippines. You have to talk about Southeast Asia in general. That's why when, yeah. when you see the restaurant industry in the States, hindi na pwede ngayon yung magkukuha ka ng concept sa Amerika, dadalhin mo rin sa Pilipinas. No. Diba? Na, ano na, ano na, na, na yun? Eh. Tapos, na, tapos na yun. Yes, tapos na yun. yes. Tapos na yun. And I agree, I agree, Romel, with what you said about, you know, um, I personally, I, I'm more of an Asian food lover compared to a Western or European because Southeast Asia palang napaka complex na I'm listening to your point on how we are, you know, maybe mature or exposed to those kinds of uh, dishes in the culinaries, diba? Can you expand more on that? Southeast Asia palang, when you go to Vietnam, when you go to Thailand, when you go to Hong Kong or to Taiwan, even, parang konting kibot mo lang, ibang klase na yung experience, cultural experience na may experience mo. And how did Filipinos, maybe as a parting shot, how did uh, maybe Filipinos, you know, maybe adapt that uh, and at the same time, you know, know, know their food and know what it's like? Well, you know, ang, ang Pilipinas kasi, uh, let, let, me, let us take my example, no? Ang, ang, you, you look at the history of uh, my journey. Uh, I, I, you know, the fast food industry was uh, booming in the late 80s and the early 90s, right? 
So nandun lahat ng tao, so I learned something from that. And then you had the influx of ano no, yung yung pagpasok ng TGI Fridays, uh, Outback Steakhouse, Italianis, no, Bistro Group, no, na in-elevate nila to the next level because yung Jollibee it, and McDonald's competition actually it benefited the labor market. Eh. People like me because the level of training was international level, no. And then you bring people abroad like myself, no, yung nauso yung okay, I'm bringing some something from the states. You have to train there. O pupunta kami. So kami naman, no, nakinabang kami ron, yung technology was transferred to us. Because you imagine, I was there uh, pre-board and lodging, thank you to Mr. William Stelton and all the bistro groups, bistro holdings group, no, nung panahon na 1990, sila yung nag-invest sa training namin, no. And when you imagine, we stayed in the States for five months, no, you learned everything. So you bring the cash, American casual dining industry in the Philippines, and then yung na-elevate na naman yung labor market at saka yung customer experience, di ba? But what's good about Filipinos and Southeast Asia, sabi mo kanino, Taiwan, yung totoo yun. Naniniwala ko, Taiwan is one of the, you know, if you want to open a restaurant business, you should visit Taiwan first. No? And Korea also. No? Well, going back to the topic, sabi natin doon, once the technology is transferred, it's the same thing. Once the experience is experienced by the Filipino customer, ine-elevate niya uli yung expectation eh. No, creative kasi tayo in terms of nakita mo naman ang pagkain natin, di ba? If, you know, influences from foreigners brought here. We ano eh, we modify that, we uh, make it more more flavorful, no? Bold flavors kasi ang expectation ng dila ng Pilipino eh. So, yung expectation hindi mo pwedeng ibabayan eh. Di ba? Well, we were awed by the uh, the business model and maybe the efficiencies of the foreign restaurants but Truth be told, culinary-wise, no, iba yung Pinoy. Eh. Hindi tayo masaya sa breaded, breaded lang. No? Kaya kami, even us, di ba? We realize that. You know, flavored chicken. No? It's not just breading and salt and pepper. Okay na sa Westerners yan eh. Sa atin, we have to put flavors on the on the chicken itself. No? And yun yung, to your, to your point earlier, and I would like to reinforce that, the expectation here in Southeast Asia is actually higher. And we are leading, no, in a way, no. I'm not being parang ano lang, no, biased sa Pilipinas, but we are actually leading the region in terms of creating culinary and you know, restaurant, you know, even in the restaurant business aspect of it, we have been, ano, in the pioneers. So what's happening? What's happening in the Philippines will happen in the rest of Southeast Asia, and and worldwide, no. Nakita mo, baliktad na, dinadala na yung Southeast Asia na sa Asian concepts to the Western world. That's uh, true. Balik na siya. So, because yeah. when you give us technology, when you give, and that, you know, I don't think it's unique to, you would know better uh, than me, no, in, in this respect. Not just in the, uh, no, no, not just in the restaurant industry, I think in, in IT, in, pag natuto ang Pinoy, pag natuto ang Asian, no, they take it to the next level, eh. Because we adapt it to the needs of our population. Kasi sa atin, yung survival ng business is very cutthroat, eh. We cannot afford uh, mistakes here, you know, especially in the Philippines, like, like markets in Hong Kong. Matas ang labor cost, matas din ang food cost, diba? So you have to make sure that, uh, you know, your business is optimized. So baliktad, no? Dinala mo yung hindi efficient na concept galing West, dinala mo sa Pilipinas, sa Southeast Asia, mas nagiging efficient siya, mas nagiging adapted siya sa, no, no. I'll, I'll give you a trivia, no? When I was still working in Outback Steakhouse, would you believe, can you take a guess? How many Outback Steakhouse branches were there in Korea at the peak, no? At the peak of uh, the, 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 that phenomenon, no? no? It's a little country, you know, even, it, it had almost 200 Outback Steakhouses, 
no because they adapted in the mid 2000s in the mid 2000s no yeah. in the mid ano yan uh, yeah mid mid 2000 inadapt kasi nila yung yung model ng western into a more korean type of ano no signature dishes signature experience so yung kultura lang ang dinala ng restaurant yung theme and that's what's happening now and now mas maganda we're not importing them anymore we're creating no we're creating. Kaya yung hashtag na ano, support local, dapat mas ano yun eh, mas malawak. Because mas malawak. as a lot of people, a lot of people think we're a foreign brand. We're not. We we started in Pasig in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> Sabi nga ni Mark Hill Makalua, thank you for sharing your expertise, Mr. Nang. Super refreshing points daw po. And yun nga no, sir, uh, we're running out of time. Uh, I, I got a lot from you and marami ako natutunan and I hope also, our viewers, maraming natutunan sa inyo, sir. Uh, syempre, as we are approaching the Christmas season, we need, you know, we need, uh, you know, refresh ideas. We need positivity. At syempre, heading into 2021, we need the inspiration. And lastly, sir, as an inspiration, as a message of, message of inspiration sa mga nanonood ngayon, sa mga gusto magsimula, sa mga nagsisimula na, uh, and want to also make it big also uh, in this industry. Go ahead, sir. Well, number one, uh, you know, I have a library. We have a library of 33 episodes and articles and all, you know, insights that we share in our Facebook page. Uh, it's the Resto Coach. It's very easy to look, uh, you know, if you want details of the conversations that Mix uh, and I just had. Merong mga mas detalyado pa, no? It's in our Facebook page and it's also on YouTube. Even prior episodes, kasi before the Coach and Share every Tuesday, meron din kami with Anthony Suntay where we interviewed a lot of other restaurant owners also. So in summary, no, uh, I think I would share with you yung, ano, no, yung mindset that uh, I have. Your positivism is easy to say. No? Madaling sabihin, oh, let's be positive, let's be optimistic. But I think it's coming from preparation. Yun yung pinaka-advocacy ako sa buhay. And even to my kids, I teach that. No? Uh, what you see right now in your life is just a result of your preparation. No? So prepare. Be prepared. No? Meaning preparation, it, it also includes alignment. Alignment of your values with what you're doing. You find, you, ang important framework kasi na sinishare ko rin, Mix, is uh, yung purpose to result sa tinatawag. You have purpose, vision, strategy, plans, and systems prior to action. No? Hindi applicable yung Nike tagline sa akin doon sa aspeto na yan. Ano? Just do it. No? Kaya marami napapahamak sa industriya kasi they just do it. So ang sinasabi natin, have a clear purpose, vision, no? strategy, plan and system before acting on something so going back to the point earlier preparation then become you know when, when you're prepared you become positive and optimistic but you're anchored on a clear vision goal and strategy and then after being productive no magiging ano ka na eh. uh, sorry positive magiging productive ka na eh. because you're prepared you're positive you're productive and then you become proactive so I think yun yung challenge sa ating lahat ng mga entrepreneurs. Tanggapin natin, no? we have to understand, appreciate, and embrace the better normal. Now, we don't have any choice naman. Eh. Wala, hindi naman pwede bumalik. Eh. Wala namang rewind. Eh. So just embrace it. And then look for the opportunities that it presents. Ang ganda. Ang galing. Coach Romel Nang, thank you so much for your inspiration and your thoughts here on Brood Awakening. And the kettle has whistled once again. We'd like to thank Coach Romel Nang of Buffalo Swings and Things for speaking with us. We'd also like to thank our partner, Project Ripple, and of course, in collaboration with Good Awakening and Kickstart.
coffee. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm Migs Bustos. We'll see you again next week, only here on Root Awakening.